0: Welcome to the July 26th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. We're going to be reading Proverb 26, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation of just how much your Son, Jesus, loves them. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverb 26, beginning in verse 1. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight, a whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence." Like the legs of the lame that hang limp, is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard, is a proverb in the mouth of fools. The great God who formed everything, gives the fool his hire, and the transgressor his wages." As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The lazy man says there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, Is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tail bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tail bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down. Into the inmost body. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Brothers and sisters, I have a treat for you today. I have a fellow student, first year, uh, Karis Bible College. His name is Joel Graham. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Joel, after reading that proverb, what did you get out of that proverb?
1: Well, Bill, a couple of things, but first of all, aren't we uh, so blessed to have a father that'll provide instruction like this? Mm-hmm. Just love proverbs. Um, I, you know, I've kind of zoned in there about eleven and twelve, verse eleven and twelve, and it speaks to me that uh, speaks to me about pride, and uh, pride's even worse than being a fool, and there's more hope for a fool than there is of a prideful man, and and when we take conceit and we take our own mind over the Lord's, we're really walking in some really mucky water that's that uh, He warns us about here, and I appreciate that so much from Him.
0: There you go. I couldn't have said that better myself, Joel, you know people know you, but I'd like to know your story. you know just tell me a little bit about your upbringing and and what it was like and you know
1: work, did you go to church when you were young? Just tell us your story. Sure, Bill. Um, I grew up uh, in the military. my life's been about service. My dad was a retired 22 year Air Force man. I did 29 years in the military myself. Um, And in that 29 years, the military provided uh, educational benefits where I've uh, spent a lot of time taking advantage of that all the way through my graduate degrees. And uh, uh, like I said, 29 years of service. I retired in 2014, uh, went back to uh, northeastern Oklahoma with a burning desire to come back out to Colorado. I did half my career here in Colorado Springs. And uh, I was familiar with Andrew Womack's ministry growing and, and actually the uh, development of the property where uh, Karis Bible School is now. Had a desire to go at that time, uh, but um, just had to you know, return to Oklahoma and take care of some real estate investments that I had um, in my late years of service. Uh, but thank God I'm back here now and, and uh, just enjoying, enjoying the revelation that comes every day from this school.
0: Okay, well, thanks for sharing. That's wonderful. Let's go back just a little bit. Um, when, what is your church experience, and when did you first realize how much God loves you?
1: Yeah, Bill, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, I, I didn't grow up uh, in church. Um, I, I didn't really grow up in a, in a, any kind of destructive or uh, home of any kind. I just didn't recognize uh, there just wasn't a Bible in my home. If good old boys got in heaven, my dad would be the first one at the door. Uh, unfortunately that's not the case, but, um, in 1998, um, I received the spirit and, uh, and I've had a calling ever since, uh, to get back to, uh, more revelation and, and delving into the, to the Bible and learning and, and understanding what, actually happened to me but I was a pretty busy guy in the military we were a nation at war after in 2001 and so I spent my time in and out of the Middle East Uh, but but again um, uh, the Lord was heavy on my heart from 98 on 1998 on and so that that uh, drew me here I recognize how much he loved me, the peace he was putting inside of my life, and the joy I had just knowing him, and, and the reality he made uh, clear to me um, just drew me back to coming to this Bible college.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's really good. And um, you know, we talked a little bit prior to coming onto this podcast, and. I have three degrees. Um, I have an undergraduate in accounting, and then I had an undergraduate in um, ed- elementary education, and then I got a master's degree in special education, and that, that served my purpose well for a time, but now that I'm here in my first year, I realize, as Paul said, none of the, all of that is as filthy rags unto him, and you had mentioned that you have six degrees. Just tell me a little bit about your schooling. Obviously, you went to school for a long time. Mm -hmm. And just tell me a little bit about that and and if that means anything at all to you now.
1: No, that's that's probably one of my latest revelations too, Bill, um, with my degrees, uh, undergrad, minors, uh, and graduate degrees. Um, You know, I retired at 49 years old after a 29-year career in the military. With with the degrees, I was uh, also a graduate of Leadership Pikes Peak in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, here in the in the Pikes Peak region, it, it, it you know I spent the first couple of years. Although I was busy, I was so busy back home with my real estate investments that I didn't realize how I could have ever held a full time job uh, with what I was doing. But um, it's it's ironic that those things uh, seemed to be so important at the time. And I really felt like after retirement and after I, I dealt with some some of my properties, I wasn't sure what life had left for me. I considered a doctorate at that point. Considered going to law school, um, and I just really was not could not find a full satisfaction that I had completed life to its fullest. And I didn't realize until I came here. Uh, and being in the will of God, being in the preparation phase of what he has in store for my life now is way more fulfilling than anything I've ever accomplished in life. And so I've, I've when I speak about it, I speak to the results in my life. A degree is a result of maybe some discipline and some drive, uh, and but it was of myself. And so it's fruit, but I call it fake fruit. And until the Lord puts his hands on it, and he'll use our experience and our, our education of the past for what he has. And I, I believe that. I believe he will. Uh, but until he gets his hands in it and has had his hand in my life so deep right now with this education that I'm receiving in his word and the, the revelation and growth, uh, that's when it becomes real fruit. And so I'm having such peace in my life right now that I'm, I'm in his will. I'm in the right place Doing the right things, and uh, I am so excited that life is w- life is just now beginning for me. Ironically, so
0: okay, and and thank you for sharing. And and I I do feel the need to go back because I like you did put in I I was only four years, mm. and, um, you know, I, was, I did the enlisted route, mm. but I think a lot of people would be interested in the fact that you took the officer route, and not only were you an officer, but you rose all the way to the rank of lieutenant colonel, which is an 05, and there's a lot of responsibility with that. So how did you come to be an officer in the first place? Um, did you go to, was that through regular schooling or did you go to officer training school?
1: Yes. Uh, well, first I enlisted in the United States Air Force. I was a uh, munition system specialist in, uh, and on F 4s and F 16 aircraft. And I spent uh, the first five years of my career in that. And I, I was doing night school uh, educational benefits. And I had uh, two years left of my college degree and i signed up for a simultaneous membership program where i could serve as on active duty go to college uh in an rotc program reserve officer training corps program and the co- program that I actually signed into was actually an army program uh which worked just as just as well for me i i uh, i just was starving college student and needed a little assistance to go to college um, and so uh, I signed into that, into the ROTC program, consecutive time uh, in my 29 years. So two years of my 29 were actually in college. Um, and then I commissioned an aviation officer in the United States Army. I uh, went straight to flight school, uh, Fort Rucker, Alabama. Um, and I, I went, went through my career fly. I flew about 17 years. And then I became a, a space operations officer for the Army and one of the first Army space operations officers. And um, spent my career in and out of Colorado Springs as one of our space mecca here, um, and uh, retired in 2014 as the chief of experiments for NORAD and U.S. Northern Command.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much. And first of all, I want to say thank you for your service. You know, it's one thing for me putting in four years, but never having seen any kind of, you know, Act, active uh, in you know war type situations mm-hmm. and i know that you've experienced that but i feel we've spent enough time on that okay. i think we need to focus on what is important and you've made that realization as have i and we've already spoken about in this podcast is the only thing that really matters is what god puts in your hand, and how we are really to serve Him. So what brings you to Keris And now that you've completed your first year, what do you see moving forward?
1: What brought me to Keris was just the absolute love of God. I've never felt a fulfillment in anything I've done in my life. I've never received it from a human being. I've never received it from an accomplishment. I've never received it from a certificate of a, of, of completion, a degree uh, of any kind, except for until I had a relationship with the Lord. And His love and peace is what brought me here. And it's what's going to keep me here. I can't imagine not finishing my second year here. Um, I know that I, have ne- I am... I am so satisfied deep in my spirit. My spirit is so comfortable, and he makes me so aware that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Uh, what what happens after second year, third year? I don't know where it's going, but I just know it's going to be better than anything I've ever done. Uh, whether it was a positive thing in my life or negative, uh, it just it, it will never. I'll never fulfill the satisfaction that He's put in my life. I can't do it on my own.
0: Okay, so. wow. You know, I I couldn't agree any more than than that. I think you said it really well. Now I know one of the requirements of second year. There's a there's a couple things that I really am looking forward to. Number one is I know they just like give you a topic, and they'll give you so many minutes, and you need to be prepared in season and out of season to speak about any thing at all, like grace or the love of God or something like that, and the fact we have to go on a mission trip, how much are you looking forward to learning and really delving in and really being able to do that?
1: I, I, I think that's our calling in general. Uh, I think it just parallels right to what our, the Great Commission is, is to go into the world, whether it's to go from a pulpit uh, in front of hundreds or to sit down at a coffee shop and just have a nice cup of coffee with an individual, someone on the street, per se. Uh, So, um, you know, we would be remiss as Christians if we don't address the Great Commission, and we're not prepared for that. So I I just think this is a wonderful proving ground and opportunity to learn. Uh, I think this school has got their their, uh, mind, heart, and curriculum right around exactly that, and uh, I welcome that opportunity. Um, I, I have no fear in that because it's it's God led. Well, I know you know, that
0: comment tells me that perfect love casts out fear. So, you know, the Bible's very clear. If we are doing the will of God and if we are being led by the Spirit, I know that I, you know, I've mentioned this in several podcasts, but, you know, I used to live by Matthew six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path." But when we first got to Kyrus in January, the Lord changed my favorite verse to Romans 8, 6. To be carnally minded is death, and to be spiritually minded is life mm. and peace. Mm. And how much do you feel you're being led by the Spirit, and is that where you feel you're at right now?
1: Oh, absolutely, Bill. Absolutely. And I think that's what provides the peace in my life at this point. Um there isn't any doubt about that. That's what led me here. That's what's keeping me here. That's what's keeping me completely calm, satisfied, and everything in life right now. Uh, can I go back just a hair here, Bill? You, you spoke about the mission trips. Yeah, go ahead. When we, when we talk about mission trips to me, I've been on hundreds of missions in my service to this country. And it brings up a whole different spirit, whole different acknowledgement inside of me. Um, I truly look forward to uh, what the Lord's going to show me in just serving people right here at home. Uh, mission, the word mission to a military combat veteran is a little bit different, so I look forward to uh, going out and experiencing what we have to help people here in this country
0: okay wow I couldn't have said that better you know I, I just feel a real kindred spirit with you mm-hmm. and I just want to leave you with this one thought okay one thing when when we whenever people go on mission trips we have had the opportunity to listen to all of these people from second year who have just been on their mission trip and I am of uh, what what my feeling is is, Anytime you step out that door at the beginning of the day, that is our mission field. And I truly believe that anyone we come in contact with is an opportunity to bear witness to Jesus and who he truly is. Is that what your heart
1: is also? Absolutely, Bill. That's perfect. A a mission trip should be a daily occurrence. It it doesn't have to be planned a year in advance. I know there's some terrific programs out there, but we really should look at it as a daily event, a daily opportunity. Uh, And there's so many people out there that need saved and need need the word uh, shared with them. And, and so I look forward to that on a daily basis, Bill. I think that's a great point.
0: All right. Thank you. Well, Joel, our time is up, and I'd just like to thank you for coming on. You've just had some wonderful, wonderful insights, and I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy listening to this. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to say a short prayer. If you have never made that decision in your life, I invite you to do so right now. Please repeat after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came down to earth That you showed us an example of how we are to live our lives. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. And even though you did not sin, you chose to take all the sins of all time for all mankind so that we could live life and live it more abundantly. I believe you rose on the third day and I invite you into my heart, I make you my Lord and Savior. Anyone that prayed that prayer today, I invite you to send me a quick email at Bill Kelly K-E-L-L-E-Y 0807 at protonmail.com. Now, May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.